welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, today I have a, another unusual podcast, and I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast from a couple weeks ago with uh, Father Vincent Lambert, which I borrowed from Cross the Line 1524 podcast, and um, I also, today, I'm borrowing another one from them because this one here, the podcast you're about to hear, it includes Alan Stanger, uh, Jeff Montag, Dwayne Bischoff, uh, Jerry Hunt could not make it, so Mike Gardner was here, his son Alex, and Tony Roberts. And what we did, they had a podcast at my place. And this is, uh, it's a shooting podcast. I had pistols, rifles, and revolvers for them to shoot. And much to my surprise, they were really, all of them were really marksmen. Very, very good shots. Uh, so anyhow, what we did, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about this for a minute because it was nice to have them. And I think when they did this podcast at my place, I had two episodes posted on my own podcast, which basically I, I, I really, uh, because of Crossline 1524 having as guests, that's when I decided I thought I could do this, whether anybody listened to it or not. But now uh, I'm over, I think, uh, I'm over 102 or 103 episodes, and my anniversary date is September 14th. No advertising, uh, and I'm, I'm going to keep it that way. And hopefully everybody is going to enjoy this because what I'm going to do now, I'm going to shut down my podcast and I'm going to open their podcast. And I really, really hope you enjoy this. So uh, give a listen. Here it comes. Ben's podcast. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12. As guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the Line 1524. So this episode is one that we recorded several months ago. We had the awesome opportunity to go out to Larry Reedy's shooting range. Larry is an author, a gun uh, safety expert, uh, teaches gun safety classes, and he invited us to his shooting range to shoot a wide variety of guns. Um, we're all Second Amendment fans, obviously, and into gun safety and gun protocols in the right way. So we hope you enjoy this. We recorded this after we got done uh, on the range. 
uh, and I'll have a little more information about Larry after the podcast. Sit back, relax, and as always, enjoy. All right, we're here across the line, 1524 on location. And once again, Dwayne. Is your mic working? Yeah, mic check. Mic it's check. On, it's yeah. on. It's yeah, one time I screw up. So I'm Alan Stanger. And I'm Dwayne Bischoff. We're the 15 side. I'm Jeff Montag. I'm Mike Gardner. Toby Roberts. So it's, it's got a little funky. we got a whole bunch of people on the 24 That's side right. now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're in the 69 side. And we're on the 69 yeah. side. We've got our special guest, Mr. Larry Reedy. So we've been out here to Larry's place. Uh, so some of you uh, remember we've had Larry on the show a couple times. He's an author, uh, gun enthusiast, and some of you may enjoy this podcast, others may not. But we've been out here popping some rounds today. So it's been a great day, awesome day, awesome day. Good old American fun. Yeah. So Larry invited us out here to shoot his guns, and it has been a blast. It got a beautiful facility, a nice, safe target range, uh, gun safety all day long being yep. preached and. And followed, and that's what you know. Having a gun is being responsible owner and user of it, and you can do it and have fun and be safe. Um, we're sitting down now. We have a beer in front of us, but we've had nothing all day. We just have enjoying the shooting and enjoying the company, and nothing better. Good. Beer. And all I can say, Larry, is I really appreciate uh, yeah, oh. having us out here. It's just uh, been a, been a great day. It's been fun, and, and you don't have to worry about. Hitting a ball in another fair way. That's <laughs> there, there you go. Good point. Or in the water. <laughs> That's right. Or, although there, there is a divot out there. There is a divot out there. Yeah. We won't say who we, did I, the divot. We won't say who did it. So <laughs> we actually, we, we, need, we got a, 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 a seventh person here right now. Yeah, sit in the background sit back there. Sit in the there. back row. You want to introduce him, Mike? Sure. My oldest son, Alex Gardner. So he, he might have been the guy that made the difference. Oh, they oh. throwing him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> we were down the bus backs up. Well, what I heard, what I heard after it happened is his, his old man said, just like on the golf course. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, it's all good. It's all good. So uh, we invited our good friend Tony Roberts out as well, who's a big gun enthusiast. Do you have gun a good time? Nut, you say, right? Well, I was going to say nut, but yeah. I didn't want the ATF to come looking. That's it's a, it's a great range. We got pistol range and rifle range. Yeah. And yeah. it's the pistol range. We were shooting about, what, 15 yards maybe or 12 yards? Uh, we're sh- you were shooting... Uh, yeah, I think it was about 30 feet, 30 feet. Right? Yeah, about 30 feet. And then, the, yeah. and then your, your rifle range? 200 yards. 200 yards. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a fun time. So, a couple of the guns that we were shooting, 22 Magnum. Did you guys like shooting that gun? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 45 ACP. Mm-hmm. That was a fun gun. 44 Magnum. Good kicker. Man's gun. Man's gun? Is that Dirty Harry? So that 44 Mag, Dirty I Harry. mean, for me, I, I like that 44 Mag. And then right behind it, we shot the... That python, I thought the python thumped my hand a lot more than the 44 myself. Yeah, I, I agree too. Yeah. Just maybe it was the grip feel was different or what, but yeah, the 357 did have a, a good kick to it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the pythons. I've got a couple of those, and I don't think there's a better revolver. It's, uh, well, I like the course, but they've the new pythons actually are 
more reliable than the older ones. Yeah, I've got an older one. It's a 85, I think. Yeah, I was yeah. going to buy one. I bought a Smith Wesson Combat Magnum instead. Mm -hmm. It's, it seems like there's you got the Smith people and then you got the Colt people. Yeah. I've always I've always, I've got Colts. I don't I don't yeah. never really did much. much well, the funny the thing is, Colt revolvers are clockwise and the Smiths are counterclockwise. Yeah, I have no idea why. <laughs> got to be different. Yeah. Somebody from Australia down under yeah. down under maybe. <laughs> sort of like your boat prop. Yeah, sort of like my boat prop. We'll just leave that one alone, too. Well, of, of the guns you shot, why don't you go around, what was your favorite gun to shoot? Well, so... Probably you, start with pistols. Start, well, let's even start with revolvers. revolvers. Or revolvers, yeah, okay. yeah. Start with revolvers. I'll be honest with you, I like I liked the forty four mag and the revolver. And you were shooting that double action, too. Yeah. 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 I, liked, I liked that out of that group, no doubt. Tony, I I like the Python. I just 357. Um, I'm used to shooting those. I like those. I like that gun. Fits good. So I like the Python as well. I thought that was a fun gun to shoot. Definitely. Well, I'm gonna go to the H and K 357. I thought I like the sights on that a little better. Um, just quicker, quicker to get an insight. It's comfortable feel. It felt a little lighter weight too. You know. Seemed like it anyway. I like the H and K as well because you could really pick up the sights, but I like the corner. Too. But that's the pistol. That's the, that's that's the, the automatic. Yeah. That's an automatic. Yeah, so, that's right. So you're right. Um, mm -hmm. The corner was, if I'm saying that, Corth. Corth was fun to shoot. That was yeah, the last revolver we shot, right? I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, if we're talking about the semi-automatic. That H H K was by far my favorite. Oh, that's right. I think I am backwards. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's I'm the, 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 the glow in the dark sight. Yeah, that, yeah, that is right. You're right. You're that's, right. That's a really, really good gun. So I'm gonna switch my vote. I'm going with 44 Magnet too. I gotta get back on revolvers. That was the. So H K, on the pistols. Mag 44 Mag. No, on the back the pistols. Oh, on the okay. pistol. Back to the semis. Yeah. yeah, the H K on the semi. I like that little 22. I mean, that was fun. The Ruger? The Ruger, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a neat. Yeah. 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 I could pop that thing all day and only spend 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. you well, I want to say, my, <laughs> the favorite out of that group that I shot was the Legion 9 with a 9mm, but that HK was right behind it. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, and, I mean, and for the difference in money. Yeah, well, maybe that's it. I don't know, but that Legion for me shooting it, it just it just popped right back in. I mean, yeah. for me, it just popped right back. Uh, the sights dropped right back where I wanted it every time. So much better reset than the HK, but it's you know, yeah. That sight. HK was that HK was nice. Too. It's a nice gun. Yeah. So for, Larry, for the price, that's reset. I've never heard the term reset. That's when when you're when you're firing, a, a, whether it's a 1911 or a SIG or any of them, when you shoot the gun and it rechambers, the reset is the forward movement on the trigger before it's ready to engage again. And on that Legion and on the Wilson Combat, I mean, you're talking just a bare movement and you're, and you're ready to shoot again. That way you can keep you can keep it on the target. If you're doing a double tap, 
and you're shooting right by shooting and the quick reset, it's just bam, bam, just like that. Okay. So our groupings were all much better with the... Uh, with a semi-automatic. Semi-automatic, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So well, you guys were shooting double action. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I that's shot a, all that's the... That's a long trigger pull. Yeah, I just... Because I've never shot revolvers really before, so I just so wanted to just... Revolvers are tough to shoot. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I shot the double action. I just wanted to know what that was like yeah. versus, you know, shooting semi-automatic. You know, we're just pulling the trigger. So. Right. It was fun. Yeah, that's a good time. No doubt. What you like, Mike? On the pistols. Pistols? I mean, I, I like that that corner. I thought that was... No, the... Oh, the semi-automatics. Semi I go... I like the H&K because the sights came up really quick and were easy to acquire, but I really like the Colt, the Commander, because it was... Or it's a Wilson. It's a Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Combat. Yeah. yeah, but it's a... Well, the, the, the difference, though, I mean, the... You know, the, which one did you like first? The, your first one? HK. DH, okay. That's a $600 gun. Right. Pistol. That Wilson Combat's three grand. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's a 1911 it's also. A 1911. And that's, there's a world of difference, the difference between that. those two calibers. Does everyone have, um, not not necessarily a carry permit, but do you have a home defense gun? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you have for home defense? Well, mine's a pistol, 45. What, what caliber? 45. 45. Nine millimeter. Nine. I got a Walter P. What? A Walter P. Nine, nine millimeter. Nine millimeter. Yeah. Home You're not going to like mine. I got a 44. <laughs> 44 Magnum? Yeah. <laughs> that can, guy's not getting can, out. You can miss and still scare somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yourself. Everybody in the house. Somebody yeah. still take them out. So I've got the CZ 9mm. I got the SIG 45, like like yours, at, at P226. Yeah. And then I got that scatter gun, that short yeah. double barrel. It depends on what room you're in. It depends yeah. what corner of the house, yeah. what sock drawer. So we, we finished, we did our, our revolver and semi-automatic pistol shooting, and then it was time to get rid of those targets. But we had one more gun to shoot yet. That's right. That's the paper targets. That's the paper targets. So Larry brings out 12-gauge double barrel, like they used on the stagecoaches. Coach gun. Coach gun. He's got double lot in one barrel. He's got a deer slug in the other. <laughs> There wasn't much left for those targets when we were done. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's he comes out and he says, <laughs> he told me what was in them. He said, I'm not going to tell you which barrels and which barrels which. Yeah. I dared, yeah. I dared somebody pull both yeah, barrels, no. triggers at the same time. Nobody did, including myself. I'm not going to do that. But that's not fun. I tried it once. Did you? <laughs> Just <laughs> once. Yeah. <laughs> one time only. I was afraid if I do, I end up looking up at the sky. Yeah. People like one of the cartoons. Yeah. yeah. What, what did you think of the 22 Magnum? It's a fun. I mean, that was a fun gun. It's just. Yeah. It, it seems like your your mind isn't anticipating too much. Yeah. You know, you're you're expecting a big kick and it doesn't. So it takes a couple shots to you get your brain 
to relax and just shoot it because it's not going to kill. Well, and especially it seemed like everybody was. So that was the first gun we shot after the revolvers. So we were shooting those those big yeah. revolvers. The first, that was the first revolver. The first Our revolver. First revolver was a Smith and Wesson 22 Magnum. Oh, that was. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The, the yeah, thing about nice. 22 Magnum, uh, I've got a Keltec that holds 30, and I. And one woman asked me, well, why wouldn't I use that as a home defense gun? Because, I mean, it's it's got the zip to it. I mean, and 30 rounds, the only problem is it puts out so much flame that if you shot it in the house, you wouldn't be able to see who you're shooting at the second time. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. Huh. But you got 29 more times to yeah, you just shoot blind. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We went elk hunting, and uh, the, our guide that was with us, a young guy, he had a gun strapped to his chest, and that was his carry gun. And then the second day, I finally asked him, I said, what do you you know, what do you know, got here? Because there's bear, lion, and stuff, and his job was to protect us from whatever. And he said, 22, and I'm like, 22? He goes, yeah, and I think it was a Keltec. He goes, yeah, it was 28, 30 rounds. He goes, I figure if I can't turn it or stop it in that, it's all over anyway. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good point. He said, plus you can start shooting further out and be a lot more accurate. Yeah. Well, the thing is, with any any home defense gun is better than nothing. And yeah, if somebody true. can't shoot accurately with like a 9 millimeter, which was my preference for home defense, uh, even though I've got a 45 upstairs, but I've got a 9 millimeter downstairs just because of capacity. Uh, if... If somebody can shoot a 22 and be accurate, that's about, it beats a blank. Yep. All right. So from there, we went to some uh, longer range yeah. firearms. So what's that first one we shot? The, uh, the, for, uh, the first one was the M1A, uh, which replaced the Grand. The Grand used to have a clip and it would pop out. This has a magazine, 20-round magazine, and it's chambered in 308 with just the military sights that they've always had on yeah. the M1. So we're shooting that open sight? Open uh, sights, yeah. And uh, if they reach out there. Oh, yeah. 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 A 308 is pretty flat at 300 yards. After 300 yards, you start you start a drop on it. Uh, if uh, if somebody's a long range shooter, they're better off with a 6.5. It's a lighter shell. It shoots flatter, but it's insane expensive. Yeah, and you can't find them. But nice. for 200 yards, 308 yeah. are great. Yeah, we were uh, reaching out and touching things. Yeah. Well, around here now in Indiana, you could use rifles to deer hunt, which, which I still think is a mistake, but, you know, a three oh eight is a great deer gun. Yeah. You know, like you said, 200 yards, which for most everybody in this area, that's more than enough distance because yeah. where I hunt at, if I can see 100 yards, I'll do it, luck, you know, I'm lucky, so it's the perfect gun. How, how does that compare to the, the uh, out 6 it's, it shoots flatter. It's a lighter shell. Uh, 30 odd six at 200 yards. It's got a three and a half or four inch drop. Where, um, if anything, depending on the load on the uh, 308, it might rise an inch. But most of the time, it's just dead flat. 
So, you know, you you got to compensate for us. Are, are those the same diameter bullet or not? Uh, what? Same diameter bullet or? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, so it's 30 cal. They're, they're all 30 cal. Yeah, right? everything's. Mm -hmm. It's like the 223 or the 556, same diameter as the 22. Gotcha. It's that time of year again. It's the Creekside Church drive through chicken dinner on October 2nd. It starts at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whenever the chicken runs out. Four pieces of chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, coleslaw, green beans, and pie for dessert. That's right, the Creekside Church drive through chicken dinner on October 2nd. Starts at 11 o'clock. Creekside Church is located at 11001 Bossard Road in Brookville, Indiana. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana and Tebby Liquors in Brookville, Indiana have whatever you need to cool down during the hot summer days and summer nights. Just in is the old 55 barrel picks, which include the sweet corn mash bill. Jake Ireland's off-hours barrel pick is also in. Get both of these while you still can. Are you looking for ready-to-drink cocktails? They've got them. They also have your mixers and accessories to go with whatever cocktail you want to make. Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana just stopped in and dropped off the two barrels that Batesville Liquor Co. selected. We tasted it, and it's some great stuff. Guess what? Our friends at Logsdale Distillery have finally made it to Indiana. Try the Monks Road bourbon and gin. It is now available. Did somebody say beer? Stock up on both domestic and imported beers. Now, if you're into a fine cigar, they have a walk-in humidor as well in Batesville Liquor Co. Check it out. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquor on Main Street in Brookville. Let them know that the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals, and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. But you know what? It may be too hot for you. They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. Then we moved up and actually uh, put a scope on a few. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. So you have to remind me what order we shot those in. Okay, you start with the Barrett. That AR, it's a piston-driven AR. Uh, to me, it's the cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, hit a, a Hawk uh, 4x20 scope on it, uh, which I forgot. Bat oh, no, that one's a different one. I had batteries in that one. Uh, but I, I hit this loaded with two two threes at 200 yards, 5.56 five, or 223. You can't tell the difference. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, accurate, very accurate gun, very easy, low recoil. Um, Those are fun to shoot. Yeah. 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 Fun to shoot. And that's not the fun AR to shoot, platform. not crazy expensive to shoot. Uh, yeah, they are now. Are they? Yeah. Are they up there now? About buck around. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
but compared to the other the other ones we shot, the three oh eights are about buck sixty. Yeah, and the forty four Magnum because you can't get them. Uh, <laughs> they're with tax and freight, they're at about a dollar Yeah, it's just around. crazy. No yeah, prices of ammunition anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it was like I said, the twenty two is the most affordable gun to go out and shoot and have fun yeah. and, yeah. you know, in practice. Yep. Right. Shoot 500 rounds a day. So I you don't feel you. bad about it. You don't have to borrow money yeah. from the bank. <laughs> well, you'd have to borrow money on that, that AR. Yeah. Is, the, is that an AR your bear? Is that the same platform as all the ARs where you oh, interchangeable parts and no, all this, that? The, on the piston-driven, it's different. That Most of the... The, the really inexpensive ARs, they call them direct impingement. And what happens when you shoot it, the gas goes all the way back to a rod, all the way into the housing for the gas to escape. So you got to take it apart. You're cleaning the housing and everything. The piston, it stops the gas about this far back in the barrel. And the only cleaning... Uh, you never take you never take the housing off of it to clean the inner parts. You just pull a piston rod out, wipe it down, and you know do the barrel, and that's it. <laughs> and and they have a longer life than the direct impingement too, but they're more expensive. Well, what I realized is if there is a zombie apocalypse, that man right there was doing headshots the whole time. So Tony's the guy in front. I'll be in the rear with a sawed-off shotgun with the deer slug, just in case you miss. I'll duck. Yeah. Oh, then we had a couple other guns. We had a, other, a couple other guns out there shooting long range. Well, the only other long range gun was the Ruger, and that is the it's a DMR. It's uh, it's for a marksman gun. It's a bench gun because it's so heavy or a prone position on a tripod. And that also is a 308. It's a bold action gun. Uh, and that's one I said, I shot it three times and said you could drive nails with this. Oh yeah. Yes, uh, right away you just great, know that thing is right there. That that and the uh, Barrett's my two favorites. If you miss with that one, you can't believe the gun. Uh, that's right. So I think, you know, you know, some of us shoot more than others. I think Tony probably of this group probably shoots more rounds. I mean, outside of Larry, shoots more rounds than the rest. But I was impressed because everybody hit even those long range targets with the open with the open sights. The That's right. Everybody was hitting, yeah. Yeah. hitting the and steel out. As long as you're hitting that target, you don't have to hit the bull all the time. Right. As long as you're in the so called kill zone for yeah. self defense, that's yeah. all that matters. How heavy the plate steel that we're shooting out there? It's AR 500. It'll take up to a 308. Is it's, it quarter inch material or three eighths or half? It's it's, uh, uh, it's half inch. Some of them, some of them are, actually some of them are three eighths, mm -hmm. but they're all tempered. It's tempered steel for up to a 308. I've shot a buddy of mine's 454 at 200 yards. It didn't damage it, but the plate, the steel, but at 150, it would have probably dented it pretty good. So, in my younger years, I was doing a project in the federal building in Cincinnati where we put bulletproof metal all around these rooms. It's for the FBI. So, I said, yeah, this is bulletproof. Uh, 
and what would happen, we, you know, we tried to cut it with it because you had to pre-measure it and they brought it all in and pre, it was pre-drilled. So you try to take a jigsaw and, and cut into it, well, it would melt around the blade. So he said, yeah, bulletproof. So I had a piece, I don't know, about a foot by a foot and took it back home. So I still live in a home as many years ago. So my dad had a 22, 22 Hornet, and 30 odd six. So 22, stopped it. 22 Hornet, stopped it. 30 odd six, went right through that piece of bulletproof. Because they don't think you're going to come, right. you know, with a 30 odd six into the federal bell. And they're there right. thinking handguns. So, right. But the 30 odd six had no problem going through it. So. Pretty, it was pretty neat. The idea is the metal melts around the bullet. Right. So. so, Larry, you do you do uh, weapons training too? You still doing that? Uh, I'm, I might have a ladies' class later this year. Yeah, but uh, uh, I usually have one or two a year. Yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, it's fun. It's it's just some. It's like some gosman. The slingshot, some women shouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and you've told it one or two that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Told them to, you don't want to do to themselves and their neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pick up a gun. That's funny. So, we've got some goodies here for you as a thank you yep. for doing all this for us. So, Absolutely. I'm going to let Mr. Montag pass them out. We'll start with this. What? Oh, what's your. Get you a little bottle. You know what? I'm down to that much mighty glad. There you go. We might, you go. We might have had somebody that could tell us that. Yeah, somebody might have known what? that. And then this is a Rusted Nail Speakeasy bourbon. Special from the Rusted Nail Speakeasy where we usually do our recordings from. Can't get that at any stuff. Oh, this is yeah. MGP. What? Well, it may, well it, it, the base product is MGP. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, we flavored it with different stuffs. Oh, okay. So yeah, so... And, and, you know, we've talked about it in our, on our podcast. There's a place on the other side of Cincinnati called Brain Brew Distillery. Yeah. And you can go out there and they'll teach you how to blend your bourbons. Really? And then you put together one and you get something you like and they'll bottle it for you and label it for you just like that. You know, that that's all I need is two more whiskeys. My <laughs> wife's ready to commit me right now. <laughs> And then, and then somebody at Stinger Sugar Shack wanted oh, to be sure to send us like some, some jerky to chew on. Um, and also Stinger Sugar Shack. Can to have some maple syrup? Maple syrup. Oh, absolutely. Um, we got uh, some honey from both from uh, from Bischoff Sunrise Farm as well as Hoosier Creek. Oh, God, it's Farm. Christmas in Boston. It is. It's, well, that's the way we felt today. Yeah, it was like it was Christmas. Christmas for us. Christmas for us. And then also, uh, we've got uh, across the line 1524 sweatshirt. Oh, great. Ready? Great. And wow. Watch your mic. Yeah. Watch your. Or your receiver. Right? And then and then a T-shirt. Okay. Also. So, yeah. I mean. Oh, you know, for uh, for everything you've done here, and then and then uh, a little gift oh. certificate for you for uh, a little place up the road called Batesville Liquor Co. You've heard of it before, right? So that uh, <laughs> so that you don't have to worry about getting low on your Maddie Gladden uh, for a while. Yeah, Gladden's about out of stock. You getting a little low on it? But I'm sure you can find something <laughs> else. You. Before you leave, you you have to look at my 
My wife says, okay, you've taken over the den. It's the armory now. <laughs> taken over the dining room. I, The whiskey is just insane. <laughs> I mean, it's... You getting a pretty good collection, are you? Over 200 bottles. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Just say something about whiskey and guns. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in um, good company. That's yeah. right. But just like today... The guns comes before the whiskey. Absolutely. Now, now we're ready. We've, we've shot the guns. Now we can move on there's to the whiskey. A, there's part. a time for both. Yeah, that's right. Right. Both can be enjoyed safely. And, that's exactly and right. Have fun. That's exactly right. Just don't yeah. mix the two together. Yeah, I mean, alcohol and shooting really bad, bad, bad comedy. Yes, it is. Yes. So we talked uh, in, in past podcasts. We've had a few minutes with you, Larry, and I know um, I've kind of asked this question. Because you've written two books, you, you've got the the one uh, that is kind of like a uh, your review of of weapons you've shot right. in your lifetime, and the other one is uh, more of a journal of your life in business. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think it's pretty clear. You know, if yeah, and I, I read that book and I was just amazed at all the different things that you got into business wise, yeah. and 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 uh, you, you, it's like something presented itself and you didn't blink. You ju you would jump right in and make yeah. a success of it. Does it do any good? And you, yeah, you just got to move right on. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I you know, anybody anybody, it's a good read for anybody. Um, yeah. And and so you can get those books at Batesville Liquor Co. Um, for anybody that's up in the Batesville area, and it's a really good read. Yeah, it, it was fun writing them. I tell you, it's it's hard selling because when you go on Amazon, you got two million other books. Right. And the uh, I I have got into the Indianapolis and Cincinnati library somewhat. Yeah. But. Even there, they have been the bookstores. If you don't go through a distributor, they can't even talk to you. Sort that's sort of like bourbon, yeah, yeah. alcohol. Like Got to go through a distributor. Yeah. So, does Oprah still have a show? Maybe you need to get on Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> get on Oprah's bestseller. <laughs> well, it's it, you know, it's uh, the thing is, it's fun. I, uh, I've always been a big supporter of Honor Flight. I went on Honor Flight uh, five years ago, and I've donated 1,100 books to Honor, Honor Flight Tri-State and uh, Honor Flight Columbus this year. Nice. So that's, that's good. Nice. Thank you. And I'm I'm going to try to expand that a little bit, I think, next year. Get to, I'm going to get a couple of my deep pocket friends, if they want to donate some money, uh, to go with it, then I'll 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 do, donate to them. We'll uh, uh, try and get three or four more honor flights going. Well, good. So the thing I haven't figured out with all your success in business and as busy as you were raising your family, how many children do you have? My seven. Seven children. My wife's a saint. She's gonna be a saint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying to figure out when you had time, and I've asked you this before. When you had time for the guns and to, to become such a gun well, aficionado? the guns came along later. I had I had a three fifty seven Magnum and a couple other guns, but raising the kids, I taught them all to shoot. Sure. My wife used to be a really good shot, and she's got macular degeneration now. But uh, I really, until uh, 
I got to that semi-retired point that I really started expanding the guns and everything and turned the, uh, that woods back there into a shooting range. Yeah. And, but uh, didn't, I didn't have the time to, to shoot. Right. I, I didn't have time for anything when, uh, other than family and, and business. Yeah, I can imagine reading your book. I could just imagine. I was I was reading the book, thinking, well, how did he get the time to become so knowledgeable about uh, the guns that he has and collect all these guns that he yeah. had? That's, that's that was a learned experience. I had a little, you know, from the serve from the army, but uh, as I got more time on my hands, I get bored easily. And as <laughs> I got more time on my hands, I thought, well, I'm really going to get into the guns. Cool, cool. Larry, I heard a comment out there on the range today that that you you do have the classes and you will teach people to shoot. You will you will teach a guy to shoot, but you prefer women. Yes. We won't follow up on what you said after that. <laughs> no, we don't want to go there. So, is there a lot more women shooting today than there were in the past? Or uh, on my pre-sales on my book. Uh, with in the baseball shooter and friends, uh, 30% were women. Is that right? Yeah. And when we took a concealed carry course in Florida, because Indiana wasn't recognized a long time ago in many states, right. uh, there were 35% women that attended the classes. Uh, I mean, just like clockwork all the time, 35%. So it's, it's a bigger thing. The, the thing with the, the women versus a guy, women will listen, and a guy, if he's shot a gun a couple times, you know, he... He thinks really he knows everything. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to listen, and I, it, it doesn't make any difference, but the women are very cautious. They're very safe. I... He had a guy pick up a gun like that and start to swing it. I grabbed the gun. I said, "Wait, I'll hand you the gun." So it's 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 a different different breed. I've taught families. I taught taught a preacher, his wife, and two college kids to shoot one day out here, and uh, they're fine. A guy who has never shot a gun is perfect. A guy who has had a little experience, but it was 20 years ago. It's a, it's a hard teach. It was very safe today. Yep. Yes. Right. Load, loading one gun at a time, bringing yep. one gun out at a time, yep. one shooter at a time. Yeah. Very safe. Yeah. Well, see, I had, I had experience one time. One guy had guns that were loaded, and I had a small class, and he went over and picked up one and pointed at the ground that was loaded and shot it. I, and he shouldn't have been. And I was up helping somebody up front, so I don't, I don't do that anymore. I can see why. <laughs> you, you know, it's a, hey, it's a, it's a dangerous sure. thing. Right, right. So what's your website? LarryReedy.net. So for anybody interested in uh, Larry, he's got a, you know, a couple of great books out there. Go to LarryReedy.net. You'll learn about him, learn about his books. And then he's got a blog that he does and, yeah. and all they, kind of stuff. I mean, people call me on the phone. I don't care. that, that And I get emails all the time. Like I'm getting, I've got a lot of 
feedback from the honor flight people. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and most awesome. of them are all Vietnam vets. That, that yeah, the World War II vets have thinned out. There's not many of those. Left. Yeah, well, my dad's in his mid-80s. He was Korea. So right. you can, I mean, there's not yeah. a whole lot of World War II left. So Columbus this time, had, they had five, uh, I'm sorry, they had four World War II vets on a trip. When I went, there were, I think there were seven of them, and uh, five were in wheelchairs. Uh, but the honor flight, it, it, it's an experience that you, you just never forget. Yeah, my, my dad went on one. Oh, it's, and uh, it's amazing, because I'm guessing, if you went seven years ago, that's about the same time he went. So he says it's one of the best things. He got talked into going, and he was glad he did. So, yeah, good it's just It's a great experience. And... And the, the part that most people won't know when they go on honor flight, when you come back from the honor flight, there's a couple thousand people there to greet you. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, anybody got anything else for Larry? Other than a big thank you for the Oh, absolutely. Thank, thank you very much. It's been good time. fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a great time. And well, who knows, we may send the women out here next time you do a ladies' class. Well, yeah. That's what we were discussing, but we were a little scared of teaching the women to operate a gun better because they may just want to get rid of us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, my wife doesn't have a safe combination. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a reason, there's a reason for that, right? <laughs> my wife doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> and she's asked for it. <laughs> Be afraid, Tony. Be very yeah. afraid. It's a need to know. <laughs> So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger. Dwight Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. Tony Roberts. And our special guest. Larry Reedy. And thank you, Larry. Thanks, Larry. We'll see everybody next time. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that because that was such a fun day for me. And, uh, again, uh, Cross the Line 1524, um, uh, they very when my appeared as a first time guest for them, which I was really surprised. I started thinking about how much fun this would be, and especially if you can get good guests on your show. And uh, and so far, I've been very fortunate because I have had some just terrific people as guests and. You know, from people that I, a couple that I went to school with to the mayor of Batesville, the police chief, fire chief, friends that have done remarkable things, just normal people. And I'm going to stick with this as, uh, as long as I'm capable. You know, I'm, uh, I'll be 85 in January, but uh, until I become a babbling idiot I'm gonna, well or more of a babbling idiot I'm going to continue with this so again I hope you enjoyed this um, and we're, uh, we'll have some more uh, guests and I'm working on something with the uh, seniors uh, I'll be start working on that uh, seniors of Batesville High School uh, if you get a chance Listen to my concept of a new podcast. Just go to LarryReedy.net and scroll down. And uh, 
let me know what you think. I think it's going to be very interesting, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a great, great uh, thing for the seniors in high school. They'll get a, they're in a creative writing class, uh, so they'll be doing an essay. Then on the, they'll do a podcast, be an introduction to the um, podcast media, and they'll also have the first time, uh, maybe not everybody, but for the most part, uh, public speaking without an audience. And uh, everybody at one time or life or another is going to have to speak in public. So anyway, I want to again thank everybody for listening. Uh, let's go out with the national anthem. And uh, God bless you. God bless the United States of America, and I will talk to you on the next podcast.